Aloha, welcome to the Ignite Your Light online retreat, an immersion into the world of mind expansion and alignment practices in pursuit of soul breakthroughs. My name is Danielle Lauren, and today we're joined by Ronnie Landis. Ronnie is somebody that I am so stoked to be interviewing today. Ronnie is the creator of the Holistic Health Mastery Program. He is one of the leading sources for raw living foods and superfoods, tonic herbalism, blender alchemy, peak performance strategies, and functional nutrition. He's an author, professional speaker, and lifestyle design specialist. And his work is absolutely amazing. He's also the author of the Life Food Peak Performance System and the Inner Alchemy Euthany Program. Ronnie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about who you are and what your mission is? Mm, great. Well, you know, who am I? That's a big question. But I'm, you know, my work is really predicated on the principles of you are what you think about and you are what you eat and unifying those two universal laws together. And I really got into the idea of you are what you eat later on in my life. Um, I had been raised on success philosophy and transformative information since I was a young teenager. And that information really imprinted upon me or invoked something in me that I could change my life. I could, I could, become more than I was. I was not at the effect of my circumstances, but I could actually mold and forge a vision for my life as I moved forward down that path, a more inspiring path than all the people I saw around me who were, in those years, pretty much just you know um, smoking uh, cannabis and drinking and partying and, and participating in non-relevant activities. And I actually got a voice when I was about 15, you know, a little backstory. I was raised as a martial artist since the age of four. And so I was planted those seeds early on. But when I was about 14, 15, I kind of lost my connection with that upbringing. And I knew that I wanted to be an athlete. I knew that I wanted to compete. I had the inspiration of movies like Rocky and Best of the Best and some of these really inspiring um, rags to riches stories of, of athletes and fighters. And so I knew that I wanted that, but I didn't really have a support system. I didn't have a traditional upbringing um, in competitive environments um, athletically. So I just fell into my peer group. And then I got a voice one day that came through to me that said, do you think that you're going to live forever? And that clicked something in me where I just stopped hanging out with the same people and I spent all my time in the gym or in uh, my martial arts academy and just really devoted myself to that and started competing professionally and so that took me down a corridor of possibilities which eventually when I was about 23 I had two major knee surgeries up to then and I was fighting that with rehabilitation but I didn't really understand the diet aspect and how food actually affected my ability to heal and perform. So I got really deep into raw foods eventually. And then within 30 days of green vegetable juicing, letting go of the abrasive inflammatory foods like food allergens um, and animal products, essentially, I started to notice that my knees started to heal. I didn't have to ice my knees. And within 30 days, combined with grounding, which is the barefoot connection to the earth, stop wearing 
um, shoes which were acting like insulating um, like casts on my foot was weakening certain parts of my feet um, which didn't allow my, my feet to fully express their mobility. Once I got barefoot, I started doing real rehabilitation um, barefoot and doing raw food and, and stuff like that. I healed my knees within 30 days. And from there, I just received an insight about the nature of healing. And that took me on a journey of starting to share and communicate this knowledge with people. And I became obsessed about nutrition until the point where I realized that a part of my mission in the world was going to be to unveil the mysteries and secrets of healing via what you put into your mouth. Because before we get into all the advanced technologies of healing and, and, and clinical therapies and supplements and all that kind of thing, we have to take it down to the basic blueprint of how we're constructed as a physical vehicle. And that's, that is simply food. And I found that raw living foods and learning and educating myself about how to organize a high raw or in those days completely raw food diet to suit my needs. And so that, that's really how I got started with this. And then, um, you know, I've been so passionate about it ever since. Awesome. Um, I'm totally in agreement with you. I feel like within my own work that I do with Elevated Experience, I feel like basically the very basis and the basic thing for everybody is what is going on internally is exactly what's going to be dictating what's happening externally. And I know at least for me, every time things aren't going right or things are out of alignment, it always comes back down to, well, what am I putting into my body? What am I eating? Um, what is my diet like right now? What What's going on there? And whenever I fix that, or get clear on that, it's like, it's like the key turns back on and everything falls into place in my life. It never fails. Mm -hmm. So I already know that you are a wealth of knowledge. When I started studying with you, I couldn't believe, um, how, how much information you are tuned into in regards to all of the superfoods and all of the wonderful things that we can be um, up-leveling our life with. I'd love to take a second, and um, for our listeners, I'd love for you to maybe highlight one or two of your top favorite things that really will help somebody align in their body. Great question. And it definitely requires a little bit of decoding simply because everybody is at a different place in their life. So some people are a little more advanced in their healing journey. Some people are just starting out. They haven't really had an initiation, or I should say their initiation, a.k.a. a healing crisis, uh, um, inflammation, foggy brain, digestive issues, a disease of some form. That's a form of an initiation in my, in my framing of these things. And so depending on where someone's at, you know, if someone's just being introduced to this kind of thing about healthy eating, and, and when I say healthy eating, I'm not talking about like seven grain Ezekiel bread, even though that's great. I'm not talking about um, getting organic milk instead of pasteurized, homogenized, and glow-in-the-dark kind of factory farm milk. I'm talking about something much deeper, and I'm not saying that you don't make those incremental steps. What I, what I want to relay to people is a vision for where we're actually at in our understanding of nutrition and how people can kind of bypass the traditional incremental steps and go right to where we're at. 
So with that said, um, green vegetable juicing, in my opinion, is the most powerful way to get someone from A to Z quickly. It's It turns on more triggers than anything else. And specifically the anti-inflammatory effects of having like a cucumber, celery, uh, ginger, cilantro, and lemon, maybe a little bit of apple in there type of juice. That's so powerful. That's what shifted me originally. That was the single thing that I added in every single day. And it started to shape everything else. So all the negative patterns that I had, I didn't have to exert willpower. I didn't have to go through this whole this whole mental gymnastics thing. I just started doing the green vegetable juicing and literally it flushed out all the acid waste products that build up in our body and actually cause us to crave all these other um, acid forming foods, if you will. And it just flushed all that out. And then my brain started to work again. My emotional resonance came back online. And then through through um, attraction, you could say, the right thing started to be magnetized to me. I love it. I remember when I first started working with you and you described a really beautiful con uh, context for me. You explained that so many times it's not about taking things out of our diets, but it's much more about adding things in. And that like perspective really helped me. I think always in the past, I was always trying to clean things up by trying to figure out what was bad for me and what I needed to eliminate. But this idea of adding something in every day, for example, adding a green juice in every day, that allowed me to sort of naturally weed out the other things that I was doing without ever having to feel like I was deprived or I was taking something away. I think what you're explaining about how when you bring that goodness into your body, it naturally triggers your body to want to crave different things and to need different things. And then the things that you're doing that are not really in alignment seem to kind of just filter out. I love that technique that you shared with me when I first started my journey with you. Yeah, that's a that's a principle called subtraction by addition. And I think it's a principle that we can apply to every area of our life is that we are programmed by the institutions that are presently trying to hold us into some kind of routine or structure. Um, it's all based on deprivation, right? So we're going outside of ourselves to cosmetically alter our reality but we're not going within ourselves to actually ask empowering questions about what is the right move for me to make? What is the right direction? We're getting bombarded with all this different information based on somebody else's agenda. And that's a very deep kind of um, segue that, that, that this kind of lifestyle will actually lead you to unveiling some of the the deeper messages about one's life and about their vision for transformation. But it's essentially, again, it's that principle of instead of depriving myself, taking something out in order to be a better person or a healthier person, we add in the things that we're attracted to and that'll actually crowd out and replace out the lower frequency uh, habits. So true, so true. And I love it. I love it very much. Um, all right. So, so with that said, green vegetable juicing is your number one recommendation. I love that. And that's something that everybody's starting to get more and more in tune with. I think I, I really think it's catching on and I think that that's great. I would love to speak a little deeper into specifically for women and for men. Um, super stoked to be speaking to 
a wide range of audience here. And I'd love to hear if you have any insight, if you have any particular thoughts on something really special that women can take or something that you think is the most powerful thing for women to be adding into their lives. And then also something that you think is powerful for men to be adding into their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's start by understanding the, the, the main issue going on in our world that affects women. It also affects men the same, but um, biochemically, we are different in terms of our hormones, which hormones dictate our, our, uh, you know, our experience, our body. And so what's really going on that's causing a lot of these hormone disruptions is xenoestrogen toxicity, and that's basically a byproduct of the industrial age. Over the last 70 years or so, we have spewed out like 77,000 plus identifiable chemicals into our world environment. So we need to just understand that idea is that a lot of these hormone fluctuations or these hormone, these catastrophic hormonally related um, states that a lot of women particularly are experiencing or irregular menstrual cycles, menopausal cycles, um, that kind of thing. So much of it is based on environmental toxicity first. That's the first thing. So we have to understand that whatever we're putting on our skin, whatever we're cleaning our house with or cleaning our clothes with or or um, you know the the chemicals coming off our walls and and just what we're breathing in and also the plastic influences in our life like plastic bottled water for example these things are called xenoestrogens and xenoestrogens basically are what are called toxic imposters so our ester a woman's estrogen there's there i could go much deeper into this but just for simplicity's sake a woman's estrogen will be exacerbated by the introduction of uh, these xenoestrogens. So let me just let me just explain what those are. We're talking about plastic of all kind. We're talking about uh, chemical um, like pesticides, herbicides, um, rodenticides, fungicides, all that chemical spray that's being sprayed on inorganic produce. Um, that's why going organic is the very first step that anybody can take. And it's actually to a point where you can't like kind of dabble in and out. Like you have to actually go all organic at some point in order to, to flush out all the, those xenoestrogenic, uh, chemicals that saturate the body and throw the hormonal ratio or throw the hormonal, um, uh, symphony, if you will, your hormones are like a symphony. They, they play in a ratio, um, to each other. And so all these chemicals, they, they exacerbate estrogen and that exacerbation or that increase in estrogen will suppress other hormones like, uh, progesterone for a woman or testosterone for a man. Those are our primary, um, uh, rejuvenation and, and strengthening and vitality related hormones. So for women, it's very important that first you understand that we need to, we need to remove these toxic influences. You do that step by step. Plastic bottled water has got to go because water is a solvent and it dissolves the plastic particulates that, that it's encased in, right? So when you taste 
plastic water. It's actually the plastic that's leached off into the water. That's number one, is we start to upgrade towards glass. Always getting glass when you deal with any liquids, any oils or water. Um, and then from there, going all organic. Now, going a step further, if somebody's already been doing that, then there are some really great tools that people can use, like superfoods. The things that come to my mind immediately for women is blood-building foods like spirulina, foods that are very high in iron to build back the, the red blood cells, the hemoglobin, um, which women lose during their menstrual cycle. Right, so that 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 blood chemistry has to be recycled, and the reason I just want to point this out: the reason that um, women lose blood in the is also also part of the reason that women tend to live longer than men statistically, um, because in men, especially because so many men are eating an ungodly amount of like uh, you know uh, processed red meat and things like that, they're taking on what's called. Um, uh, hemochromatosis, which is a, a iron toxicity. So that iron, it builds up in the blood to the point that the body can't actually use it and it creates toxicity in the blood. And so women actually release a lot of the toxins that get uh, that that soak up in the blood. So essentially a recycling process that's going on. But if you don't have the right blood building material, then you can actually deplete yourself, right? That's the main worry with women um, on that front. So foods like spirulina are very powerful for that. Foods like cacao are very powerful for building. Cacao is, is where all chocolate comes from. And dark chocolate also fits that bill as well. Um, that builds the blood. Um, thinking of fruits like longan fruit that build the blood. I'm also thinking of herbs like shizandra berry, which is a Chinese herb that also helps to fortify and build back blood. Awesome. Love shizandra berry. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so with that said, speaking specifically for men, are there any superstars that men should be incorporating into their bodies? Absolutely. Um, there's actually, it's an interesting conversation because, you know, from a Chinese Taoist perspective, there's a yin and yang element present here. So archetypically, men's energy is yang. That's like very fiery. That's assertive. That's like decision making, like, you know, let's go, let's go. And then women are typically yin, which is more of that reservation, that conservation, that, that, you know, kind of grace and fluidity. That's essentially like the, the law of attraction. Like women are procreative, they're creative beings. So that creative energy that, that, um, that you use to actually manifest things is the yin energy. And then the action to, to actually go out and do what you need to do is the yang, right? So, so, Physically, we need to accommodate both of those, and typically men are far too young, and they need to build up their yin, and your yin energy is related to your blood again. So for men, you know, there's two, two perspectives here on the, on, the, on the perspective that building like testosterone, like vigor and vitality, fertility, that kind of thing. Um, pine pollen is amazing. Pine pollen is a type of herb that has bioavailable testosterone. 
So that's a really amazing thing. And then on the side of that, um, things like, uh, what am I, I'm thinking of like passion flower. Passion flower is amazing for that balance. Um, things like Shizandra would be amazing. Lyceum, which is otherwise known as goji berry, which is a yin dominant herb. And then also on that, on that note, um, Lyceum, and that's L-Y-C-I-U-M. People can look that up. Lyceum is spermatogenic. And what that means is that it helps produ- it helps you produce sperm, right? So for fertility and for, for that's kind of like how a man's vitality is dictated by his, his sexual reproductive function. And a woman's vitality is typically di- um, dictated by her blood. So, you know, factoring in both of those perspectives is really important. So um, those are kind of the immediate things. There's all kinds of different ways to to kind of go about it. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for giving us some practical guidance on things that we can introduce immediately into our diets to help us get into a little bit more alignment. So uh, moving forward, clearly you are so well spoken in the areas of the plant kingdom and how these things and foods resonate in our body for nutrition and health i'd like to steer the conversation a little bit and talk to about some other plants in the plant kingdom i'd like to specifically kind of tap into the mind expansion realm of using plant substances i'd like to talk a little bit about entheogens And for those of you listening who aren't familiar with that terminology, um, entheogen means to generate the divine within, and it's to use chemical plant substance used in religious, shamanic, or spiritual context. And they are used to supplement many practices geared toward achieving transcendence, including meditation, yoga, prayer, chanting, and music, to name a few. I'd love to, to pick your brain on that a little bit. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So um, where should we start? Uh, Well, we could could really go anywhere on this subject. I mean, this is definitely something that I have a lot of experience in and study into the, the, the world of entheogens and psychedelics. Another funny term is psychedelics because um, a psychedelic actually means mind manifest. So there's all kinds of connotations and interpretations based on societal programming about what these things are. Oh, they're drugs. They're they're hallucinogens. And I really don't appreciate the word hallucinogen because it's not accurate. Um, a hallucinogen says that, oh, it's it's an, a hallucination. It's an illusion. It's your, your brain is producing certain chemicals and shutting off other regions of the brain. Therefore, you're having like <clears throat> you're having a hallucination it's a mirage right so we don't take it seriously but you know when you say entheogen generating the divine from within it's a completely different interpretation and one i feel is totally accurate agreed agreed i feel like this is a subject that a lot of people really want info about this is such a taboo subject on a lot of levels and I think it's really important for us to to really realize and talk about and utilize all the things that we have out there available to us 
to learn about them, use them properly, and to explore with them so that we can reach alignment and understanding on all levels. So I think it's really important for us to talk about these things and to give people information and guidance and to inspire people to to search and to try out everything that is available. I would love to hear about any experience that you have or any aha moments that you've had with any of these practices or anything that you might want to guide our listeners to. Yeah, um, I have a lot of experience with a number of these modalities. Um, I'll just say that I've I've done, over the years, I've done a lot of psilocybe cubensis mushroom, which is magic mushrooms and different forms, mostly in combination with chocolate and other herbs. Um, I no longer really get into that just because I kind of got the message a while back that I no longer needed to like indulge in that form of, of medicine, it kind of got to a point where there's no longer like rever- reverence behind it. I just kind of like um, did it here and there and didn't really have a lot of intention behind it. And so it just kind of gave me the, the indication that I needed to just take the, the messages that I got and just put that into practice, right? Um, I've done microdosing of iboga, which is an African-based plant that is used um, I, I did microdosing of it, which is just doing a little bit every day for about 14 days, and that was interesting. But what it's traditionally used for and clinically used for is people that have severe drug addictions, that have psychological disturbances, um, traumas, of that kind of thing, and they will be flood dosed in a clinical setting, in a safe setting, um, with monitoring for about 24 to 48 hours. And it's this very intense experience, but the, the reported results from that are, are uncomparable to anything else. Um, people literally are relieved of their addictive patterns. They come to these epiphanies of um, you know, expressing more love and forgiveness and healing up old wounds, that kind of thing. Um, and then I've, I've uh, you know, I've done a number of ayahuasca sessions, which that to me, for me, is my preferred modality. If I ever go down these rabbit holes, that'll be my favorite thing to really go into because um, ayahuasca, it, uh, it's a combination of two plants, the Banisteri opsis copy vine, and then the chacruna leaves, which complement each other psychoactively, um, chemically. And essentially what's happening here is that it takes you into a very deep journey for about, you know, I'd say like eight to 10 hours, depending on the dose and and the the person. Um, And my experience of that has been the most profound and most transformative where it's literally taken me on a journey into my own psyche underneath the layers of my conscious mind and going into my subconscious fears, my hesitations, my, um, my worries, and also pointing out to me the things that are no longer congruent in my life, the habits that I need to let go of in order to move forward with my life. That's pretty much what has been shown to me in, in those sessions. Um, but it's different for every every person. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your experience. I know these experiences are personal, and I appreciate you opening up to our listeners so that people can understand and relate and uh, get some questions answered about themselves. I think it is important what you, what you noted that 
these things, just like anything else that we take to ingest into our body, are really tools to get ourselves into alignment and to understand and get ourselves in a proper flow. And I think that, you know, when practicing with things like entheogens, you know, it really is to understand things and to learn about things and to be taken with purpose and to find purpose. And I think it's very true that um, there are answers to be had and, sometimes when you reach those answers, then you've learned what you needed to do. And that really shows me that these things are there. These things have purpose. They have purpose to show you certain things. And once you see those things and understand, it's a safe place to move on. And that's why I think these things are so beautiful. Um, thank you for talking about it with me. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Let's see here. I guess I would like for you, before we close out our call, um, for our listeners who are on the verge of a soul breakthrough or who are in the thick of it already, what parting words of wisdom can you offer people who are really trying to figure out their journey and their path? Hmm. Uh, well, you know, I, I think the, the most important thing is that you, you continue to refine the vision you have for your life. You know, Michael Beckwith says that we are pushed by pain until we're pulled by a vision. And we tend to think that we need to push a boulder up a hill in order to get to a certain destination. And that's an over-exaggeration of the yang element that essentially this over-masculination um, in the world is, is leading to the, the degradation of rainforest, to factory farming, to the insensitivity of other human beings, and all the problems that we see in the world is over-masculinity that does not have a, the wisdom and femininity component attached to it, which is really what needs to come into balance in all of our lives. So, you know, to have, to have a sense of vision for your life is something that it's not like you just have an idea. It's not like you have like a concept, oh, okay, this sounds like a good direction. It sounds like a good idea, but it's a visceral feeling that actually takes you over as you explore meditation, as you explore being more present with your life and not being at the effect of outside circumstances. When you start to understand that that your outside world is kind of like props and staging, but it's not really the totality of it. So you can actually alter your circumstances by altering your inner environment first and foremost. And that's kind of like, there's a lot there. There's a lot that can be unpacked and that's going to click differently for different people. But essentially the deal is that you have a, you have a direction, you have an inspired insight. Now, when you have an insight, you need to take action. That, that action can be writing in your journal. That can be Um, You have an aha moment to write an article, then you need to start doing that. You want to write a book, you need to start doing that. You want to, um, you know, you want to, uh, you make YouTube channel, make a YouTube channel. You need to start putting yourself out there and get, and get comfortable with being uncomfortable um, in terms, in, in, in order to actually activate your potential for transformation, because we live in a time right now where. The old structures are dissolving, 
And there's something new that's birthing out of that, that's emerging out of the dissolvement of everything that no longer works and, and no longer sur- supports the universality of preserving life on the planet. And so doing what you love to do is, is part and parcel for, for the, the global healing that we want to see in the world. And so the last thing I think that comes up with that is as you're pursuing your path, um, uh, you know, not going into martyrdom where we sacrifice ourselves for the betterment of other people, that doesn't actually help anybody. What you can do to help other people is be the most supported, healthy, happy, and vibrant and successful version of yourself. Put the, the, the mask, um, you know, when they say when you're, when you're, uh, the plane is going down or there's an emergency, you put the mask on you first and then your child. You need to make sure that you're fully supported before you can go out in the world and make a major difference. So I think that's probably what I'll leave everyone off with. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And that speaks to me so much very deeply right now. The get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm, I'm so in that moment, even just hosting this interview right now. Thank you. Thank you for that encouragement. Mm-hmm. Well, before we close it out, I'd love to give you an opportunity to share a little something that you have to share with our listeners. Yeah, so I have a, a special introductory gift for everyone, everyone that would be interested in my Holistic Health Mastery Nutrition course. It's a it's a 125 video-based course with a 70-video Holistic Nutrition Certification Program built right into it, and this is one amazing program, and everyone on this call is going to get a link that will direct you to getting um, 10 introductory videos from the course, no attachments. Um, If you love it, there will be a link for where you can get more information on the course and sign up. Um, But otherwise, you know, you're going to get 10 really powerful and educational videos. I love it. Thank you. And I can speak on behalf of the Holistic Health Mastery Program. It's amazing, and it continues to change my life in ways all the time. I love it. Thank you for that offering. Wow. All right, Ronnie, it's so great to have you. Thank you so much for helping me with my mission. I love what you're doing to help people elevate their experience. Keep up the good work, and thanks for sharing your gifts with us today. My pleasure. Aloha. Aloha.